Colectivo 23 is rapidly becoming a benchmark in edtech here in Latin America, and people look for us for reference to know what are the skills they should be learning. And like to being able to actually answer to that question is something amazing. I feel super responsible, to be honest. <laughs> We live and work in a world of interlocking systems where many of the problems we face are dynamic, multifaceted, and inherently human. We believe that design thinking can help solve these problems to provide answers, but big answers can only be found by asking big questions. Welcome to The Big Question, an IDEO podcast. I'm your host, Dietra Williamson. I'm so excited today. This is Dietria Williamson, IDEO alum, and I am joined in this episode of The Big Question by Nathan Patterson, director at IDEO, and Alejandra Dancourt, who's also goes by Ale, product owner at Colectivo 23. And we are exploring a super important question. This big question is about how might we tap into the future Spanish-speaking digital product designers? I'm so excited to have you. If I had special effects here with screams and shouts, it would all be here. Super excited. <laughs> Nathan and Ale, please introduce yourself. Thank you, Dietra, for having us in this podcast. I'm very, very excited about this. I have to say this is my first podcast ever. So super excited about that too. So hola, everyone. <laughs> I'm Alejandra. I'm from Lima, Peru. My background is actually not from design. I come from the HR world. I studied and worked in Lima for a bit. And then I did my master's in Scotland. And then I worked a bit in London. And then I moved back to Lima last year to join the Colectivo 23 team. And I had the opportunity to work in different sectors and meet a lot of humans. That is what I love in the finance sectors, in retail, in tech, and, and in the third sector. But right now, as you were saying, I'm a product owner at Colectivo 23, which is a learning hub for professionals that want to develop their digital skills. And in fact, our purpose, and it's like the reason I wake up every morning, is because we want to narrow the digital skills gap in Latin America that has increased a lot since the pandemic started. So I'm very excited to talk about this. Thank you, Ale. Thank you for being here today. And thank you, Dietria, for having me. I'm Nathan. I'm a designer by trade. I grew up in studios in Oakland, London, and Tokyo. I worked at Disney Interactive in Tokyo as a digital product designer and uh, worked there for a few years before transferring to California to lead a new research and design team at Disney Interactive Labs. We designed Disney.com as an entirely new platform for modern web experiences, and we developed early prototypes for what is now Disney+. And then I joined IDEO about five years ago, where I now lead our learning business in Tokyo, helping clients navigate change through design, creativity, and play. Well, I want to talk about how did you two meet? Have you actually met together or how did IDEO and Colectivo come together? That is a great question. And I do have to say I did a little bit of, of research because I wanted <laughs> to know when did we actually first met? By the way, we met virtually because Nathan is in Tokyo. So that was a very awesome thing to know when we first met by Zoom. We actually met on September 23rd at 6.30 p.m. Lima time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's your timestamp. Good research. <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
And it was so cool because this was the first meeting where we also met Charles Hayes from IDEO as well. This was the first meeting where we we said like, okay, let's go. Let's do this adventure together, Colectivo 23 and IDEO. But the story goes a little bit back because Christina, our CEO, was looking for some kind of collaboration as well with IDEO like a year before. And funny story, I think the answer in that moment was like, yeah, no, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> but then a year, a year later, here we were in that meeting. And then we did a meeting of like a kickoff to meet all the IDOers that are going to participate with Colectivo 23. And I have a very fun fact. In Colectivo, we love saying fun facts as well as like our normal introductions. And I remember that in this fun fact slash introduction icebreaker, instead of asking everyone how they're doing, we ask everyone, if you were an object complete here, what object would you be and why? And that day, I don't know why, like we decided to ask if you were an egg, what egg would you be? Um, <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> I remember Nathan saying also that he was a chocolate egg. So yes, I have that very vivid moment <laughs> on my mind. Well, Nathan, the chocolate egg, do you have anything to add to that wonderful meeting? I do not think on the show we have had anyone that has said they've met over eggs. <laughs> Virtual eggs. Yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful way to break the ice and get to know the team. We're really excited to meet people doing amazing things around the world, especially when it comes to, to learning and developing new kinds of platforms and new ways for learners to engage and Charles and I had been excited about everything going on at Color Tuba 23 for some time. And so when the chance came to meet, it just it got us both really excited to talk about working together and, and what that might look like. And it started over eggs. Well, and just so the listeners know, Christina is the CEO for Collectivo 23. Charles is our managing director over our Asia business, and both are just absolutely fabulous, dynamic, what I would say are 21st century leaders. So really, really happy that we're together. And, you know, it's a good time to actually transition and talk about why Collectivo 23 and IDEO? Why is this the right time? Why have we come together? That is a great, great question, Dietrich. I was trying to think of an answer that gave a little bit of context. So I thought of, of doing like an in a nutshell context for this. And in Latin America right now, well, the whole of Latin America is, is facing growth in the following years. And this is going to be fueled by digital transformation. In fact, there's a piece of data that says that like 55% of organizations are already in digital transformation and, and the other ones are, are trying to figure it out, right? So it needs to close first its skills gap in order to remain competitive and achieve its goals. So there's where we saw this amazing opportunity because as we entered 2022, we saw a gap in our offering. We have in Colectivo 23 learning programs about product management, advanced UX and, and data and business, but there was something missing. So as companies launch their new products and services to the market, like in a scramble to take advantage of, of new opportunities and digital growth, there was this need for product designers, but for professionals who take part of these new businesses opportunities to understand as well, like how to design these products and services based on user needs. And I'm going to add something else there that is not only user needs, but like the planet needs. And that's something super relevant right now. So of course, this digital product design course, track, or ruta, like we call it in Spanish, is focused on 
upskilling professionals in human-centered design because they're going to like create a prototype and, and, and an idea from idea to, to an MVP, actually. And it's, it's a very cool ruta. But in Colectivo 23, we believe that like we have to think of a partner to bring this course to life. And IDEO is like the most prolific design company in the world. <laughs> so uh, this was definitely the perfect match. And I think that's how we, we kind of created this marriage, as one of our team members call it. Because this is how it comes together. Like IDEO is going to lend international perspective for learners, bringing them the cases like from the US and from Europe and from Asia so that learners can be inspired. But at the same time, the course is led end to end by top Latin American talents, our practitioners, because they are not teachers, they are practitioners. And they will learn like about experiences and the day-to-day learnings. So this literally combines these two things and it becomes like, a global local learning. So it's like a global learning. And I think that's a very cool moment for education right now for professionals. Similarly for IDEO, I think we're looking at a lot of digital transformation around the world as well. And we're perhaps tackling it at IDEO from different angles. And a big part of it is skills gaps that we notice with our clients and their organizations as they make the transition to become 21st century organizations fit for many different futures. And it's the real challenge here in Japan, but it's a challenge in all of the markets where we're in, and that includes Latin America. And so from our perspective, we're working closely with clients, with senior leaders, and they're asking big questions about what it means to become an internet era version of their organization. We're also working with a lot of startups and and different sized companies as well. And really that question is on a lot of people's minds. And so part of it is obviously the kinds of products and services and experiences that they want to develop and IDEO can be helpful there, but also the kinds of teams, the kind of talents, the kinds of incentives that they want to have in place to motivate and inspire their workforces for the 21st century. Nathan, I want to do a double click on that because it does seem like this partnership or marriage, as you referred to it, Ali, as, is really ensuring that through this partnership, through this course that this Ruta, which has been designed and developed, we actually are kind of pushing the fringes of what is something that's new and dynamic. I watched actually the even the, the title change from digital design manager to digital product designer. I want to know why that shift? Where did that come from? Historically, what was this before? We did have a ruta that we still have it. It's called digital product management. But then we were analyzing the actual digital skills gap in Latin America and what were these like new roles that were appearing. And we did a quick search first, you know, like LinkedIn, let's let's try what's what's on the market. And we saw that only in Latin America, there was like 4,000 positions open for product designers. So we wanted to do a double click there and see exactly what did that entail? Like, what did that mean for, for the market and, and for professionals who want to go into product design? And so in Colectivo, we believe like in training this generation of digital talent and making sure that the Latin American talent can compete globally and, and thrive in their different digital roles. But also this made us question that when you speak about roles, there is not like this absolute truth. So we are aware that like product design is a role that is needed and product managers are also needed. But what we actually were looking for was about the skill set that designers bring to the table. 
and how that can be also like translated or ex- extrapolated. I don't know if that's the word in English to other disciplines and, and other sectors. So, so we wanted to create a ruta that even though, yes, you're going to learn obviously about product design, it goes beyond the product design role and focus basically in, in like human centered design at its core. Nathan, and I'm curious, are you seeing this sort of the shift in terms of not even necessarily skills gap, but skills need by demand of even our clients? Are you seeing this globally? Yeah, we are. I mean, there are some very fundamental skills that I think a lot of designers have that many people can benefit from. And and this makes just as much sense moving into the 21st century. That's making things more tangible building empathy for all stakeholders, not only users, but everybody who's involved, building experiments and prototypes to think and to gather feedback, crafting human stories to motivate and inspire others, both inside your organization and outside. Design's not about making things look good. Like science, it's a much broader set of opportunities to build the future that we want and use our agency to create positive impact. And nowadays, a lot of that is being delivered through digital design. So why human-centered design? Is this actually what is the X factor for this course? Is this what makes it different? Can you help us link that for our listeners? Why is this important as part of this course and why now? Yes, thank you, Dieter, for that question. When I'm thinking about like why human-centered design, I think the, the first thing I think about is that a couple of weeks ago, we when we did the kickoff of our ruta, we like to invite, obviously, people that are going to be participating in, in the ruta. And, and the kickoff was actually with, with Sandy. So she mentioned something that, that really like struck with me because this is something that, that we have in a ruta and is that the pandemic has brought design to be so relevant right now because all the things that we knew before have changed, like all the rules and all the norms about life, really, not, not only in design, but like in, in life in general. And she said something that was really interesting, and it's that people right now are responding to to these changing experiences and they are questioning. They have a lot of big questions about a lot of things, like about their life, about their jobs, about the experiences that they're having, about how's the world and the planet going forward, about social injustices, about a lot of big questions that need definitely like uh, big moments to kind of try to answer them. So I think like human-centered design is, is the way right now to try to answer these questions. And I think it's actually a, an amazing time for designers to be alive right now because they have the great opportunity to like think bigger, right? And like create and prototype about these big questions and think about, I'm drawing on something Momo said, he's from IKEA and he's also going to be an inspiration shot in, in the Ruta. He was speaking about not only human-centered design, but like planet center design. And I think that was that was amazing because it's not only focusing on, on the humans that are in the world, but like how do you design for humans and the whole planet? So I think human center design is so relevant right now. It goes again like beyond the product designer role. And, and that's something we're going to see throughout the ruta. Yeah. And that's the main reason why we're so excited to be collaborating on this particular course is because it's giving so many more people the kinds of skills that can help them to have more agency. Design is really universal and and it's a universal need in the world right now. If we're to build responsible systems 
for shared prosperity for all of us and to keep in mind everything that people need and want and desire of their their lives. And so giving people the kinds of skills that can help them to, as Ali said, prototype ideas and put them out into the world and make the world a better place for it, you know, so much the better. So this all sounds really good, almost a little too good. There has to be or there had to have been some barriers in terms of, you know, securing this type of course, designing this type of course. Can you talk a little bit about any barriers that you may have experienced? Yes. I'm glad you brought that question up because we definitely had a couple of barriers. I don't want to say barriers. We had some challenges <laughs> that I think we've, <laughs> yeah, we've tried to overcome in a creative way. But I, I think that the major barrier that we found to get deep into one of them, especially in the early stages of Agruta and how we were going to do this, right, was the language barrier. Because many of the terms we use in human-centered design, well, in general, in like digital transformation, to put it like as a general term, are in English by default. So when we are speaking in Spanish, we even use Spanglish to refer to them. We say, yeah, we're doing a, a curso design thinking. So we use the word as it comes in English. And in Colectivo, obviously, because we want to be inclusive for the whole Spanish speakers in Latin America, we translate these terms, but it does not necessarily translate to the exact translation of like the term. So it was kind of a challenge to know how are we going to do this ruta with the most like up-to-date and relevant information and experiences about human-centered design with experts that are all around the world, because now we discuss like our, our global learning. So global learning means there's people that are going to be speaking other languages. And how can we make this super accessible for our passengers? Because we don't, we don't call them students in Colectivo. They are passengers in the bus of learning because Colectivo means bus in Spanish. I think I didn't mention that before. So now I'm, I'm mentioning it. So how can we make this accessible for, for every Spanish speaker, right? And something that we saw and, and that we're doing right now because we validated with our like free events and our kickoff meetings was that technology is such a beautiful thing and uh, virtual learning right now can make us to have like live translation and live closed captions. We even had like sign language in Zoom with a specialist that was, she's been trained for that, like to do sign language in Zoom meetings. So that was amazing. And that way we can have someone like to give an example of Nathan, like someone in Tokyo, giving feedback about a design review to a Peruvian or an Ecuadorian designer about their prototype in like in a live session. And we have the translation and the closed captions, but also the togetherness and the level of trust that can be built in this amazing session that it's almost as magical. And everyone is in their living rooms, but we are so close. Yeah, it's almost like human-centered design in order to design the course itself. And I love how you flipped it, Ale, that they could be barriers. They're, they're really just challenges and we're prototyping our way through them and trying lots of different things and and being openly apologetic that this is probably the first time we've tried these things on Zoom in front of a live audience. So we apologize in advance when things go wrong because <laughs> they probably will. And that's okay. And that authenticity that builds trust and, and that's a big part of the experience. And everybody's along for the ride. I mean, the way that Ali and the team navigate Zoom and have everybody throw dots in the chat to make sure that they can they can hear us okay and that the live translation is working and all of those kinds of things. All of these 
techniques, these mechanisms, they all help to build a really compelling and human-centered learning experience. And it's been really one to work together on those. So, you know, actually speaking of going into this fresh, it's new, it's the first time that we're doing it. And you mentioned just constantly prototyping, constantly asking ourselves new questions as we go along the way. I'm curious, Ale, did Colectivo 23 go in with any sort of hypothesis when starting this? Yes, of course. And I think we had way too many hypotheses at first. <laughs> I remember that the team meeting and doing an amazing, like, I don't know if to call it brainstorm session, because every time we meet with an amazing team, it ends up being like a conversation. <laughs> I love it. I learned so much in my Zoom meetings with the team. And we are all virtual. So like every time we can meet in person, I think it's been only two times. It's been amazing. So I'm trying to think of the one, like the one hypothesis. And I think it would be that like as Colectivo 23 aims to close the digital skills gap in Latin America. And we know that, well, we, we didn't know at the time, but we know that uh, powerful partnerships such as IDEO could bring this world-class education and, and create top talent for Latin America together. So we wanted to know really, like, is that something that can help, right? Because until before IDEO, we were all like, Latin American. We were in the local part of the global part. And in the global part, we, we do have like case studies and, and examples, but we've never had, a, well, we are about to have real life examples of, of real human individuals coming live to the Zoom session to teach us about their experiences on their side of the world. So I think we, yeah, the hypothesis was that we wanted to know like if this powerful partnership was going to actually be able to bring this world-class education in the Latin American talent. Nathan, any builds there? Did you feel like from an IDEO perspective, there were any hypotheses going in? I think ours were similar. We were curious what kind of impact it might have for us to collaborate on something like this. And for IDEO to learn a lot about what Colectivo 23 is doing so well in terms of the platform and bringing all of the practitioners and the inspo shots and the design reviews and, and all of the passengers together to create a new kind of learning experience. And we loved the idea that they were excited about bringing real designers into the conversation. So we've seen with our client work and our learning programs at IDEO that it's really when you have design practitioners or practitioners generally as the facilitators of the learning experience that there's a real kind of magic that happens. I think it's especially true for, for digital product design, but it's really true for anything, I think. As soon as it's a practitioner that is the one providing knowledge and insights and experience and, and case studies, the Q&A just lights up because the information is always changing. And you know, as we've talked already, the, the, the name of this course, everything has is, is been evolving in real time. And it's the same with the knowledge as well. So our designers at IDEO are always learning on each project. And that's a big part of what it means to to work at IDEO and what it means to, to be a designer, I think, is that you're constantly learning. We celebrate lifelong learning. And I think what we want to do is bring that, that essence into the Colativa 23 learning experience as well, so that it's lifelong learning and it's all about how things are constantly evolving and we're always updating the, the information and sharing it through a very, I guess, a visceral experience. Speaking of 
you know, things being exciting and the energy and certainly you can feel from the participation and the live and the active engagement from our leaders, from these shared communities around the world. And there's no debate of the energy or excitement that you can feel from you, Ale. I've really enjoyed actually getting to know you not only through the podcast, but through this time, through this partnership. Talk about what makes this exciting for you. You play a very key role in the team. You play a key role in this course. And really, you you serve as, I would say, a new 21st century modern designer. So what makes this all worth it for you? What makes it exciting? Oh, my God, everything. <laughs> everything is super exciting. <laughs> I think from day one that, that we started talking even about like the possibility of launching like this routine collaboration with IDEO, our hearts were just like they were just beating a little faster <laughs> in the whole team, not only mine. I think everyone was super excited. I, I don't know if I speak for all the team, but we've grown reading stories and, and seeing cases about everything IDEO was making. And here in Peru, like... I need to drop this here because it is such a relevant and important project that IDEO has made. And like we have Innova schools here, that is these schools that bring world-class education at a very accessible price with different learning. So like IDEO helped in tackling the, the education, the skills gap that we had also in children. So being super inspired by IDEO. Now, fast forward 10 years to like being able to work hand by hand. It was super excited. And also like Colectivo 23 is rapidly becoming a, a benchmark in, in EdTech here in Latin America. And like people look for us for reference to know what are the skills they should be learning. And like to being able to actually answer to that question is something something amazing. I feel super responsible, to be honest. <laughs> like there's a huge responsibility here for, for everyone who's going to take the ruta. But also on, on the other hand, to partner up with IDEO, which is one of the best companies in the world, like to launch a learning program about design. I think there's a magical synergy here. And I also want to do a double click on this excitement, not only for myself, but like for the whole team. Like when I speak about team, we have a lot of, of team members, not only the core Colectivo 23. So like, for example, and this is, this is amazing. I feel like it's like a party. So we have the Colectivo team. But we also have the practitioners that are like the super experts that come and, and bring their experiences to the table and, and have amazing conversations and discussions during the sessions. But we also have the passengers that they are also professionals and bring their experiences to the table. And there's also discussions happening. And as well, we have the inspiration shots like Nathan and, and the ideas that also come with their experiences and, and bring a lot of, of value to the table. And they are, everyone is in a lot of parts of the world. But again, like we are a community-driven learning hub. So it's all about the community and, and, and how, how we learn from each other and like for each other. So that's the thing that most excites me about. It's like getting to know this cohort and how this is going to work out for the future collaborations, dropping it here in this podcast with IDEO. So <laughs> I'm super excited about that as well. You know, this has been such a rich and fulfilling conversation. Nathan, I want to thank you for 
really reminding us that design is a universal need in the world, ultimately for us to have shared prosperity and how this course fits within that. And Ale, for your heart speed, as you mentioned, as part of this partnership, and really reminding us for the need for top global experts to actually design and create this type of learning, this type of global learning. And with that, Ale, I want to ask, is there a big question that keeps you up at night? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I think there are so many questions that keep me up at night. <laughs> but I think if I wanted to choose just one, yeah, this is very, very difficult. I have like five, but I'm going to say one. I think it would be around how might we design learning programs that that can focus on sustainable lifelong education and inclusion, right? And this is because this keeps me up at night, I think every night is uh, what I was talking about before, that it's no longer like human-centered design, it's about planet-centered design. And how do we put that into the equation, not as a nice to have, but as a non-negotiable, right? So yeah, I think that's one of the things that keep me up at night, for sure. Ale, and I would love it if we could have a part two and talking about really centering around our planet and that as a non-negotiable. Nathan, thank you so much for your time today. And Ale, gracias por su tiempo. Gracias. Thank you very much, Tichia. The Big Question is brought to you by IDEO. To find out more about us and how we create positive impact through design, head to IDEO.com. And then make sure to search for The Big Question and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at IDEO, thanks for listening.